Now we'll hear from three PR agency leaders, beginning with Heather Bull from H&K Strategies. I'm delighted to be joined by Heather Bull. Heather is a director at Hill & Norton Strategies. She specialises in energy and industrial matters with a dash of consumer, it seems. How come? <laughs> well, I should say it's probably more, more the other way around. Um, very much kind of a consumer background. Um, started out in consumer technology um, many years ago now and um, sort of when I was at Edelman working on everything from Starbucks to, to PayPal to Nissan. Um, I've also done everything from sort of beauty PR. Um, and I think when I decided to join Hill & Knowlton earlier this year, it felt like a sort of a challenge for me to go into the energy industrials um, sector, not knowing a huge amount about all of the different pieces within it, but thinking it was quite interesting. And so I would therefore, you know, say my, my remit is showing how we can um, blend consumer into into the sector and sort of you know give a dash of consumerism into that piece. What inspired you then going back to be a PR in the first place? Was was that always on the table, or did you did you land in it? So I was I was thinking about this the other day actually. I remember sitting in my head of department's office in my second year of uni, right at the start. I studied American and Canadian studies um, at the University of Birmingham. And there was a compulsory year abroad um, as part of that. So, and I'd always thought I was going to go to UCLA. And then for somehow, and I, I can't quite remember, but I'd made it really known I was going into advertising. I, I realise <laughs> it's a bit different there. And um, the head of department said, well, actually, we're, we're going to start up this new um, program with Temple University in, in Philadelphia and it's really renowned for advertising Heather and a bit of PR and journalism and if you would like to be our guinea pig um, rather than sort of all of the traditional universities that we partner with you can go there and rather than study American studies you can study PR and advertising for um, a whole year and I thought oh you know what actually that sounds really interesting it'll be a good way to get something on my CV and so I went there and thinking yep I'm absolutely working in advertising this is going to be the first thing that I'm going to be doing I'm going to get my you know my courses all sorted it will really set me ahead as I spent the time going through the year actually it was PR that I found the more interesting Interesting. Ended up applying for an internship at a local um, PR agency in Epsom while I was out in, in the States and, and managed to get an eight-week um, program there. And it kind of sort of just snowballed from there that I sort of got this sort of love for the idea of PR. So I sort of made a complete switch and said, right, this is, this is what I'm going to be doing. And I was very, very lucky that in my fourth year, I applied to the Hotwire graduate scheme and got a job with, with those guys. Um, I actually started before I'd even graduated, um, left on, oh, I finished my last exam on a Monday, packed up on the Tuesday and um, was starting three weeks later. And yeah, so it kind of sort of all went from there, really. And was that your first big break, your, your role um, at Hotwire? Yes, absolutely. So as I said, um, I started as an associate programme executive back in uh, 2005 now. It feels a long, long time ago. <laughs> but um, I, I think I was... I was really lucky because you know graduate programs and I know how um, competitive they are they they were back then as well and I was kind of very lucky that um, I I was sort of I guess plucked um, by a lady called well back then she was called Emma Cohen she's now Emma Hazan um, recently sort of started her own agency and she kind of I, I walked up to her 
after they did their introductions. And I said, oh, pleasure to meet you. My name's Heather. I, I hear you went to the University of Birmingham. I do too. This is where my result... I just literally talked at her for about five minutes. Probably that could have been the death of me. But actually, she said it was kind of that one thing. She was like, yep, yeah, you're, you're my graduate. So, of course, I had to go through the day programme, the final rounds of interviews. But um, absolutely, that that's where I, I got my uh, first proper job. What lessons then, your first proper job, would you give to your younger self? You said it's been 15 years. Yes. That's quite a, quite a career to date. Yeah. I think the thing for me is people always say to you, where do you want to be in five years' time? And I could never really put my, my finger on it. But I was kind of like, I'm always going to be an associate by the time I'm 30. That's all I want. Like, I've had this long-term thing. And it's like, when I've done that, I've made that. And I do remember I was 29 um, when, I, when I made the, uh, the title. And um, I kind of sort of thought, oh, gosh, what, what now? Um, and I think the thing for me was it's also thinking that my younger self could have been less maybe focused on that title and thinking about um, all of the experiences that I could have gained. Um, you know, I've had amazing clients, amazing work. I've, you know, been the ability to travel to different countries, work out with, you know, different teams in, in, um, in all different markets. And I think, you know, maybe sort of just keeping my eyes open and understanding it wasn't all um, about making that that career thing would have would have you know furthered me as well clearly very career driven then even at a, a young age what would you say has been your best career decision or is it yet to come uh-huh well um i think the thing for me was i always felt i didn't need to jump around agencies and it was actually the ability to stay and grow somewhere um, that it wasn't sort of about every sort of two years um, I think you know having just moved to H&K I think it's you know a good six months really before you start to really properly understand um, an agency and I think having that ability to get as much out of an agency all of the different experiences you um, you can um, actually stands you in in really good stead to, to move on and I think for me so if I look at my when I joined Edelman for example I was a consumer tech um, specialist and um, we I was working on the Motorola program and unfortunately after Google um, acquired it we we lost the business and I was speaking to my um, managing director at the time and she said you know what I think it's time for you to do something different and I was like okay sounds ominous what do I do Um, and it it ended up actually working on the Unilever business for three years so it kind of became a complete career change for me Um, so working across you know truly global I'd done a lot of EMEA work but really global and then also pure play consumer and also real sort of social purpose work so I think actually if I now look at where I am today having that ability to do lots of different things um, say at Edelman has really set me in in good stead for for what I want to do uh, moving forward now. What does PR though mean to you and it's a a big question isn't it Mm. what makes a um, a good PR. Do you think PR professional or just a, a campaign, would you say? Yeah, I think good, a good PR professional to start off with and then maybe we'll talk about some mm. of the campaigns you've worked Sure. So um, I think for me it's that curiosity and probably tenacity. Um, you know, 
I don't think you, you go into this industry for love of money. I think, you know, in order to be the best PR person, you have to really, really want to be in the industry and to do well. And I think um, those two sort of pieces about being able to work hard um, and and also probably a little bit of um, resilience every now and then is, is, is quite quite key. And from a, a campaign perspective, then, mm. what what do you think makes um, a good campaign? And, and have you been involved in an award-winning campaign? Mm. So um, I think for me, what I see now is that, you know, when I sort of started my career, it was all about, like, let's just get the coverage, get the coverage. And, um, you know, of course, there are some clients that still want to see the reach numbers. But I think for me, it's much more about the value of what PR can bring to a business. Um, so, for example, at H&K, we talk a lot about the three P's. And the idea is that if you put performance with purpose, actually, you get preference. Um, so, you know, there are so many brands out there. How do you actually in, ensure that you can stand above the crowd, that you'll get noticed? And, and it's really, it's not enough to just be, you know, making a good product anymore. You actually have to stand for something. You have to give back to society. And I think um, the best programs and PR programs actually show that kind of value back to society and I think you know I've I've been very lucky to be to be um, involved in some programs like that will you disclose them give us give us an example I yes. can see you're bursting yeah. with pride no. <laughs> yeah. somewhere there <laughs> <laughs> um so I think for me I mean working across Unilever um was absolute highlight of of a career I think you know even talking at Cannes earlier this year you know um, Alini Santos um spent a lot of time with her and um you know that ability to to say actually you know it's purpose isn't about make them make them cry make them buy it's um you know it actually has to be deeper than that so um one of the campaigns that I worked on was the reimagination of Dirt is Good for Purcell. So, um, you know, I, I wasn't part of the, the initial team that came up with the program many, many years ago, but Purcell came to the team at that time and said, actually, you know, is this still is this still our right purpose? What do, what do, what do we need to believe in and how do we make, um, I guess, experiential learning or playing, as my daughter would call it? How do we make this seem critical, an urgent thing that children need to do? So, you know, when I was part of the team that actually came back and said, no, this, this is absolutely the right strategy for your brand, but how do we elevate it? Um, and how do we, um, you know, show that it's something that you really, really need in, in the 21st century? So that's, you know, a campaign that I've been really, really proud to work on. Um, I think for me, some of the other things, and I, I go back years um, I was very lucky to work with a young lady who, at the age of 22, um, was the youngest British female to climb Mount Everest, uh, Benita Norris, and um, the client was Vocalink. And uh, the thing for them was how do we match, I guess, you know, a transaction when you when you go to the cash point and get your money out? How do we actually show this kind of sponsorship piece? And so I sort of was responsible for managing that. But also kind of what we added into the campaign was transactions to um, her charity that she won. And we saw an uplift by 5% in the weeks in which we were doing the programme. So I think for me, you know, that's another sort of a smaller example, but something, you know, 
that I've I still look back on and with a bit of a smile. And any other sort of pivotal moment? I think that we all have pivotal moments, don't we, in our in our careers. But was there any other pivotal moment for you? For me, there's the ability. Uh, I worked on Starbucks, for example, and, um, you know, it's a phenomenal brand, but it's also just showing how how can you bring that company purpose um, to life across. Um, I was working across EMEA, so, you know, it's 42 countries in which that brand is associated with. Um, my, my role was actually um, sort of head of the EMEA region. And so the focus was, how do you ensure that the consistency of the brand comes through, but also accounting for the fact that those countries are very different and that the brand um, means very different things in, in that market. Um, so it, that was, you know, it's an interesting balance piece um, that I, I would like, um, I think is, is important to show. Things have changed. You mentioned um, that that you that you have a, a daughter. How have have you juggled the work life balance aspect <laughs> of your career? And I know it's not easy. No, I think when I say also one of the things that maybe I could have uh, teach my younger self was certainly about work life balance. When, once you have a child, I think for me, I made maybe an unusual decision um, to go back to work full time, but actually doing um, I guess flexible working. So um, I typically leave the office um, just about after four but I think what was important for me was that then I still get a couple of hours with with her to put her to bed so actually she still sees sees a lot of me and I think that ability make makes me actually a good parent because I I love what I do I think I'm good at it <laughs> but and actually I think I I kind of I need I need to work um, but I also want to be a good mum an inspiration for her and so I think you know having that balance where I can work but leave is is really important don't get me wrong I I often work in the evening as well but I also know you know millions of millions of people people do it so I think you know I've I've been really lucky in in all of the companies that I've worked for that they I think they see the value in in having mums in in the workforce and just actually ensuring how how do you make it work for you What's the ethos then of your current um, agency and, and was it the ethos that attracted you to joining Hill & Norton Strategies for this latest mm. step in your career? So I think actually for me, um, what I quite liked about Hill & Norton was that you know, it's it's been around for a huge, huge many number of years, um, but maybe it's been a bit more inward facing, um, and a lot of people know know it's there, but maybe don't know what it stands for. And I think I was really um, impressed when I when I met a lot of the team, just how much good work um, is there, and how many kind of services are available, whether that's sort of data and analytics, um, measurement, sort of creativity, and I think. You you know, the reason what it attracted to me was just that opportunity to do something different. And I think, you know, now Scarlet's sort of four um, is that ability to kind of say, oh, you know what, I'm going to try and do something a little bit different. So I think for me, it was it was more of it was a stretch. It was a challenge. And, and that's kind of what I what I wanted to do. And what about the challenges of, of, of being a boss? You're a director, mm. um, director to level. What challenges does that bring and how are you, how are you finding that? So, I mean, in my last role um 
I actually had a joint client and operations role. Um, and so I, I was sort of managing a team of 30 strong from a sort of a business perspective. And I think the thing that always you always have to think about these days is that, you know, there are four generations um, in the workplace now. So actually, it's it's not this sort of homogenous group. And maybe what drives me or drives someone, you know, a couple of years older is, is not what someone who is just entering the workforce is looking for and actually therefore you have to have a huge amount of emotional intelligence to understand just because this is the way I was as a junior doesn't mean that actually that's that's the right approach for now and I think you know having a huge understanding of sort of what drives people and what motivates people is is really important sometimes you you know you do need to check yourself and say okay fine you know maybe this isn't the right approach and how can I be sort of, you know, flexible, but still getting that high, high uh, quality of work. What sort of, what sort of examples then can you give us an, an example of that? Because it's quite interesting, isn't it? As you say, four, four generations mm. within, within one agency, particularly we call them Generation Z probably, don't yes. we? Yep. What, what, what did they bring and how are they challenging you? Mm, I, so I think, um, as I said, you know, I, I talked about this obsession with being a title um, by, by a certain age and um, I think actually what I see in sort of the younger people coming in now it's a lot more about experiences Um, and actually also maybe some of that flexibility you know they they have a lot that they want to do outside of work and it's ensuring you've got that kind of balance Um, and I think therefore they challenge me to also think right well actually could, could I take a bit of a break? Could I go off to, you know, the science museum? Could I get a bit of inspiration there? Would that also, you know, help help um, inspire me? And I think, you know, there, there's there's lots of things that we can we can learn from all different generations. And when did you feel then that you'd made it in PR? <laughs> um, do you know what I? I, I recognise I'm obviously a senior professional, but do I do I say I've made it? No, I, th- I think there's lots more I can do. I think there's lots more I can give. Um, and I think that all the time I, I learn from different people and I think, you know, therefore you have to be sort of seeing yourself as I can always improve I can always I can always do better I can always strive for more so um, maybe if you do this in a you know in 10 years time maybe I'll, I'll come back to you with an answer <laughs> anything that you really want to achieve though is there still something you think actually I want I, I want to do that there's still more to do yes so I think obviously you know aside from the the business focus um, you know I've I've got a good remit um, at HK to grow that consumer offering um, but for me I think it's time to give back to the industry um, so you know I have been hugely lucky in, with some phenomenal female mentors um, so I, I mentioned Emma when I when I first joined um, Hannah West while I was at Edelman um, and meeting a few people now at HK I, I can sure there's probably quite a few people I can um, I could get mentored by and I think actually you know now I'm kind of in a position where I've got you know some things I can can tell people um things I can um advise
advise people on. I think actually the big thing that I sort of need to do now is is get more focused on uh, mentoring for um, other sort of females coming up in the industry. And your biggest win then, has there been a, 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 a pitch or a, some winning of business that, that was a specifically fantastic highlight for you? Yes, yeah. I was thinking about this the other day and actually... The one, the one thing that really stands out in my mind was um, Rick Sona, which is sure to you and me, um, just known by a different name in other countries, and that's part of the Unilever category. And the thing that um, I was so proud about was that was that we had a very small um, project for for one particular area of the business and within a year we had grown it by a thousand percent and we had done that just by pure sheer hard work and good results um so the point was we were then sort of not only looking at what what's the brand's social purpose but we were looking purely in terms of product we were looking at a category focus and all of the work came from recommendations from word of mouth and i think you know don't get me wrong it, it's lovely to win new new business but i also think it's incredibly hard to keep winning great organic business without without a pitch and so that's the one thing I I would always look back on and say you know what team we we did a really good job on this one. These are are quite challenging times and difficult um, trading conditions what do you think the sort of biggest issues facing the PR industry currently? Mm. I mean I think there's a number Um, you know so for example we see advertising agencies media buying agencies all, all thinking that you know they can do PR and I think actually, you know, no is is the answer. But I think for the, for the industry itself is we we have to ensure that we, if we're doing campaigns that represent what what we stand for um, as a nation, um, you know, and also if I think you know wider than that, then actually we also have to have the people within our business that we who can advise us. So, you know, whether that's I know, a, a working mum, for example, or, you know, actually it's getting um, people through apprentices. I think actually that's the important thing. We It's time now for us to look at ourselves as an industry and saying, you know, are we still incredibly white middle mm. class or actually can, can we be more representative and, and diverse because actually the campaigns that we are um, working on these days are not like that and I think if we if we don't we we also need to recognize that we we won't get the cut through that that we we want so I suppose then my next question to you then is personally what do you hope to achieve in the next five years obviously you're not going to disclose everything but (laughs) further down the tracks can you see yourself being the being the boss of an agency setting up um by yourself or or are you sort of enmeshed in being part of a of a uh, of an agency Mm, i i don't think i'd go solo um maybe i'll change my mind um i i think what i really love and i've kind of mentioned it before then is just that ability to bounce off ideas of other people and to learn from other people and I think you know of course you get your networks in a, in a different way when when you're um, when you have your own agency but I I really like the agency mix um, as as it stands um, I think 
you know, obviously, hopefully grow, growing that consumer practice, um, for sure, that that's a big thing, you know, currently on my agenda. But also, I think, you know, as I've kind of talked before about, you know, getting much more involved um, in the industry, looking at, you know, different opportunities where I might be able to, to give value. I think, you know, that that's the most important thing for me over the next sort of five years. You've talked about issues around um, diversity as being one of the issues and, and challenges. What else do you think are the PR industry's biggest issues currently? Mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, the reality is, is the industry um, is changing a lot um, since I, I joined. So, you know, there were just PR people um, when I started. And I think, you know, actually you you look now about sort of you, you've got your planners, your strategists, you've got the full creative department, you've, you've got um, sort of social media experts. And I think, you know, the important thing is as you have a lot of different specialities, it's still how do you work together which for that end goal, which is, you know, about changing, changing attitudes and changing behaviours. And I think, you know, what what we've probably seen in the last few years as maybe sort of you know a strategist has has come in is that sort of the the person who's been doing PR for donkey's years almost says well actually what's my role now do I am I just the account handler what what do I do and I think actually no it's the important thing is is showing that we can all up our game by by working by sort of having more creatives in um, pushing the boundaries but also sort of still saying actually you know the core core piece that we need to do um, is is PR so showing that everyone has a as a role to play I think is really important do you think that we need to have more more skills it used to be if you if you know you could write well and, and that you had a creative idea you were mm. you were a PR <laughs> oh, I do you know what I think the point is is the world has moved on by that point so you know I I see the value in generalists absolutely you know the reality is I I am I am one but also being able to tap into experts is what elevates our campaigns and I so I think you know we we absolutely need everyone and in terms of of what you're doing at um, Hill and Newton, it's it, it's it's early days. But mm. what what are you planning um, personally in the, in the next few months? Um, so I I've just put together my um, sort of 2020 plan, um, looking I guess it's sort of a mix of the the types of clients that I'd like to work with, um, the team would like to work with, but also you know really understanding what would we need to do as an agency um, to to win that type of business Um, you know so as I've sort of talked around the fact that I think you know it's an amazing agency but does everyone know what we stand for and and what we can um, do partly one of the reasons why I wanted to come and and talk to you today Um, so actually I think you know it's that important piece of really sort of getting out there networking understanding you know that we have a fantastic agency um, and have some amazing people that you know really really hungry for for different type of business so um, I Hopefully that will be approved um, in in the uh, the next few weeks, and I can get going on that when I come back in January. And what motivates you then? What keeps keeps you going? <laughs> I, I think there's there's two things. Firstly, my daughter. Um, I I do really want to show her. Um, 
that you know being a working mum is something to be proud of. Um, my mum was a working mum back in the 80s, and um, I think she sort of definitely taught me that that value um, and show her that you know the world really is her oyster. And I think you know the second thing is I I love I love what I do, um, and so therefore coming to to work, although you know sometimes of course it has its challenges. You know I I love creating campaigns. I love um, you know seeing the results of those campaigns, and so therefore I just want to keep doing more of them. If you haven't been a PR, and you, you alluded to the fact that maybe advertising you thought was was for you, what were you going to do if you weren't a, a PR? I love asking that question because I was going to go to secretarial college. And I was <laughs> so rubbish. I actually I wanted to be a country singer. I was going to move to Nashville, and um, I was I was going to don my uh, cowboy boots and 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 do it. But um, my my parents they're they're two um, mathematicians, um, accountants by profession, and um, they sat me down one day and said, "Look, you know you're not." bad Heather but you know do you do you really think this is 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 the career for you (laughs) so yes you know otherwise you'd have seen me um in in starring in Nashville hopefully we're delighted that you've stuck to your career in in (laughs) PR but Heather Ball uh, director at Helen Knowlton Strategies thank you so much oh it's been a welcome thank you